Wish you weren't hearing an ad right now? Want to get the next episode even sooner? Well, after the show, head to watchnebula.com slash radio. You'll get access to our original podcasts ad-free, plus exclusive originals and experimental shows from your favorite educational-ish creators. And best of all, you're helping us to make even more amazing content. Just go to watchnebula.com slash radio. It really helps us out. Uh, I love variations of this joke uh, because everyone hates lawyers until you need one. And then, then who are you going to call? Hmm? 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 Meme review! Meme review trademark of PewDiePie, all rights reserved. All right, let's just get at it. Legal memes, 2021 style, let's do it. I graduated from law school six years ago with $250,000 of student loan debt. After years of hard work and tens of thousands of dollars of payments, I can officially say now that I owe $315,000. Very, very true. Law school is extremely expensive. Uh, $250,000, a quarter of a million dollars for three years. Not unusual. If you are making the minimum payments, uh, yeah, that amount can actually increase over time. Now, lawyers do tend to make more than the national uh, median salary, but that doesn't mean that the amounts that they pay for law school aren't huge. I know a lot of people who owe more now than they did when they graduated. And of course, a lot of people uh, rely on loan forgiveness. They might work for a public interest law firm or they might work for the government in the hopes that over time they will uh, have their loans forgiven by the government, which can happen. Uh, there were talks of scaling that back, but man, it's uh, it's kind of a crapshoot. You know, what if you leave the government uh, job? It uh, it can really work out poorly sometimes. So uh... toss a coin to your lawyer. The first thing I learned in law school is to check how long something is before I start reading it. <laughs> This is actually really, really good advice. Not all cases are created equal. In law school, you get these case books. You are supposed to read these cases, but some cases are 20, 30, 50 pages long and other cases are condensed and they might only be two pages long. And the amount of information that you're probably going to take from each one of these cases is about the same. Everyone has a limited amount of time in law school. I have a whole course on how to do well in law school and time management is a huge, huge portion of that. Knowing that you might have to skim one case as opposed to reading one case in depth and maybe knowing ahead of time which cases are the important ones and which ones are filling in some background idea, super, super important. This guy gets it for sure. All right, keeping with the law school theme, law school has taught me the valuable skill of discussing the readings without having read the readings. Hashtag law student problems. Yeah, the other part of that would be sometimes you're not able to get to all of the readings. It takes forever to read these cases and you might have literally hundreds of pages to read per night in law school. Now, there's a whole cottage industry of supplements that help you get through this and synthesize everything into smaller, more manageable pieces. Uh, but sometimes there's just way too much reading and you have to let things slip. Of course, you have to worry about the Socratic method so that if you're not prepared in class, the professor might call on you and might grill you and you might not have done the reading and that doesn't turn out well. Just, you know, see what happens in Legally Blonde. Now, I assume all of you have read pages one through 48 and are now well-versed in subject matter jurisdiction. Which is uh, quasi-realistic, I guess. 
Okay, uh, out of the law school and into the practice. When you check in with the clerk and try to get priority with, with the sunglass shades. So here's the background here. Every courthouse has a court clerk. They're an administrative official, but they can sort of control your destiny. There might be a court clerk for the whole courthouse, and there might be a court clerk for the particular judge that you're in front of. And they control the calendars of the judges. So sometimes you should probably spend some time getting to know your court clerk, at least being nice. There's so many lawyers who are just really, really mean to these court clerks thinking that they're, uh, you know, beneath them to talk to them. But in reality, a court clerk is the grease that makes the wheels of the courthouse work. So you better be nice and, uh, you know, metaphorically slide into their, their DMs, I guess. I hate citations, why can't you just trust me? <laughs> oh my gosh. Having practiced law for, I don't know, 12 or 13 years now, citations are the lifeblood of any legal brief. You have to cite any proposition of law that you're saying to the judge. Otherwise, court and counsel will look at whatever you have just said with a great deal of suspicion. No one's going to trust your citations. And the funny thing is, when we do scripts here on Legal Eagle, you don't usually see it, but the scripts have on average 75 or 100 citations because we have to do a lot of research because you know, we can't get these things wrong. Whether we're putting something in front of the judge or putting something in front of all the people on YouTube, the citations are important. And although you might not see the citations, they're definitely there. Unemployment checks, murder hornets, quarantine, loan debt, coronavirus. I'll go to law school. That's fine. That's fine. Oh my God. Uh, yeah, so shed a tear for the law students who have been going to law school in 2020 and 2021. It's completely different. It's all virtual. You are losing out on a whole lot of the advantages of law school. And it's, it's really unfortunate. And not only is it, you know, the whole world is sort of on fire or whatever, but yeah, to add law school on top of that, and you don't even get to interact with people in person. Now, maybe that's a good thing because you're not getting the stress by proxy of all your fellow law students. Man, that would be really tough to add on all of this stuff with law school itself. Though, on the other hand, you know, you're not gonna interact with a whole lot of people normally in law school anyway. So maybe it's best to get law school out of the way while everyone is cooped up. And then, you know, you can leave law school and re-enter society like a normal human being. Maybe that's not so bad. Which Supreme Court justice flushed the toilet on today's conference call? Oh man, this was a huge, huge deal. Someone actually flushed the toilet uh, while on an oral argument with the Supreme Court. Now the Supreme Court famously doesn't allow uh, video cameras inside of the uh, the courthouse itself. So you get a bunch of these like um, oil and pen uh, paintings of people while they're presenting an oral argument. But now in the coronavirus times, they have had to adapt and they had to go to uh, a dial-in voice conference system. And of course, one of the first oral arguments that this was happening, someone wasn't on mute and you could hear a toilet flushing in the background. And what the FCC has said is that when the subject matter of the call ranges to the topic, then the call is transformed. John Roberts must have been apoplectic because he cares about uh, how the court is perceived. And if there's plumbing in the background of an oral argument, you can just imagine how furious he must have been. Not, uh, not great for the, um, the image of the Supreme Court. All right, what law school looks like from Facebook user, trust me, I'm a lawyer. I mean, this is this is actually what law school looks like. This is not 
a joke. <laughs> so one of these books is a, a case book, and then a couple of these books are supplements. I think there's another case book, and then uh, there are, you know, obviously tons and tons of, of highlighting. I would say that this actually underrepresents how much highlighting and interlineation and note-taking you actually take, and little uh, plastic flags in the book. Law students actually have to deal with this crap. All right, how they welcome newly hired associates to a law firm. Some of you may die, but it's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. So here's the thing with big firms. They pay a huge amount of money. They expect for you to basically devote your life to the big firm when you are a young associate. And they will actually train you how to be a lawyer at the highest levels of jurisprudence. I actually think it's a reasonable trade-off. I was in the big firm world for 10 years. And I learned to practice at the absolute highest levels of federal court in high level state court proceedings. For a long time, I was completely devoted to that big firm. And I actually wouldn't trade that forever. You know the phrase, they don't pay me enough for this crap? Uh, well, big firms actually do pay you enough for that crap. Whatever that crap is, you kind of have to do it. And it's a reasonable trade-off because law school doesn't really teach you how to be a lawyer. You have to learn that on the job. Not for everyone, uh, it's hard to get into, but the trade-off is sometimes worth it. When you start working at your first job after law school, I don't know shit about <laughs> All right, I think we had to probably bleep that one out. So as I was just saying, you graduate from law school, you don't know anything. You don't know about so true, which is why it's often a good idea to work for a big firm or another experienced lawyer who knows what they're doing. Because when you graduate from law school, you don't know anything. All right, in keeping with the practice, me coming up with multiple good points after the hearing. <laughs> oh, with the, the drag on the cigarette. It happens every time. Well, most of the time, because you're at oral argument, you're at a hearing, and in the spur of the moment, the judge has some crazy question. You really, really try and shed this as hard as you can. You come up with as many arguments as you can. You talk with your coworkers, you talk with your friends, you try and come up with every argument that you possibly can, but inevitably, there's gonna be something you didn't think of, and of course, the second that you leave the courthouse, you think of all of these great arguments that you could have made, and you didn't. Say lovey. All right, I shall grant you three wishes. I wish for a world without lawyers. Done, you have no more wishes. But you said three. Sue me. <laughs> uh, I love variations of this joke. Uh, because everyone hates lawyers until you need one. And then, then who are you gonna call? Hmm? 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 All right, the judge threw out our case. Don't worry, I brought it back to him. A legal corgi! Ah! Legal corgis have become a real thing. Uh, I think it was partially because of George Conway and his love of corgis. And there are a couple other legal commentators that just have corgis and love them. So they've sort of been appropriated as the dog of the legal profession. This is a good boy. He brought his case back. First we'll file a baseless voter fraud claim, then it will be 12b6 with prejudice, then we'll get rule 11 sanctions, then we'll get rule 11 sanctions. <laughs> so this pretty much sums up all of the elections cases in general. A 12b6 is famously a motion to dismiss in federal court. It is something that you file when the claims themselves don't rise to the level of a legal claim as a matter of law. And then when that is uh, filed, then you can get rule 11 sanctions against the, the counterparty. Though actually, ooh, I don't think this is accurate because rule 11 sanctions require you to file a motion for rule 11 sanctions, uh, then the other party gets a safe harbor provision. They can withdraw their offending pleading. I'd have to check the case law on this, but I'm not sure if you get 
the case dismissed on a 12B6, that you can then go back and get Rule 11 sanctions because at that point, the case has already been dismissed and uh, you weren't able to allow them the, the safe harbor and the withdrawal. So you might have to file your Rule 11 motion before you file your 12B6. I'll have to think about that. Perhaps not an accurate legal meme here. I don't know. You know, I would have expected more legal accuracy from Pixar or DreamWorks or whichever this, what is it? Minions? Mastermind? I, I, I can't remember. Is my client guilty? Probably, but probably is not good enough. <laughs> I've actually never heard it said that way, but this, this is accurate. So if you are talking about guilt, then you are in the criminal law world, which means that you're talking about the standard of beyond a reasonable doubt. Probably just means that you are 51% sure. Now, probably can also encompass more certainty than that, but uh, probably in my mind brings up the civil standard of preponderance of the evidence, which again is just barely more than 50% more likely than not. So you've got the defense case and the plaintiff's case and whichever one is more likely, that's who you have to find for. Civil cases don't have a beyond a reasonable doubt standard. I probably would not argue this in a criminal context, but it is true. If you only probably think that someone committed a criminal crime, then you can't find them guilty. That's not good enough. Okay, looks like we're back to law school again. First day of med school. Each of you is brilliant and will change the world. Here's a white coat, go and do well. First day of law school. You're all dumb for doing this. <laughs> the four of you who survive will work for evil corporations. Here's a 100 page reading assignment. It's due two hours from now. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to talk to Dr. Mike about this one. I don't know if they actually said you're all brilliant and here's a white lab coat on day one. I kind of doubt that. I'll have to find out from him. The law school stuff is a little bit more accurate, though uh, while <laughs> there are definitely 100 page reading assignments, they aren't due two hours from now and there's really no assignment. You don't really get tested until the very end of the semester, which I think is actually worse. Instead of having lots of little assignments to do along the way, you're only tested by really one big assignment at the end. And sometimes there might be a midterm in the middle. Now, more than four people are going to survive and not all of them are gonna work for evil corporations, but definitely, yeah, uh, some of them, some of them will. All right, going with how I met your mother, ways in which you're wrong, ways in which I'm right. Lawyered. I loved Marshall in uh, How I Met Your Mother. There's one particular episode where he's being wined and dined by a giant law firm. We've talked a lot about giant law firms uh, today. It's so funny because he's being wined and dined not only with Kobe steak, but also Kobe lobster, which is lobster that's been fed nothing but Kobe steak. You can really taste the beef in that lobster. I think that is one of the funniest uh, and most accurate depictions of being wined and dined by these, these, you know, huge law firms. They are going to work you to death, but at least you'll get a nice steak dinner out of it. Made non-equity partner. So I guess you could say things are getting pretty serious. <laughs> Oh, this is a deep cut. Let me see if I can explain this. In the law firm world, you have partners. The partners are the bosses. They tend to be the managers, the supervisors. And there are two kinds of partners. There is an equity partner who shares in the profits of a law firm. And then there's a non-equity partner that is basically just a senior associate that gets a nice title and maybe some more responsibility. And on top of that, they probably have to pay into the partnership as well. So it's kind of the worst of all worlds. You don't get all that much more. You don't share in a profit sharing agreement with the firm itself because you don't have any equity. So yeah, things are, are getting pretty serious. Because there's not. Jeez. Oh my God, I'm gonna get so many phone calls from my, my friends who are non-equity partners in law firms. Yeah, well, sucks to be them. Uh, my face when someone argues when the ruling is in their favor with the Tucker confused face. Oh, this is so great. I have seen so many lawyers 
who just, they can't help themselves. They really like to hear the sound of their own voice. And so they're in a hearing, they're winning with the judge. The judge is going to rule in their favor and they just keep talking. Pro tip, if the judge is going to rule in your favor, shut up. And I have seen lawyers uh, snatch defeat from the jaws of victory because they just want to keep talking. All right, speaking of mercurial judges, when both parties agree to a continuance, but the judge denies it. <laughs> this happens so much too. So again, uh, the judge through their proxy, the court clerk can set their own schedule. And oftentimes both parties will agree to a continuance of a hearing or a trial or whatever, but uh, the parties don't get to agree to these things. They have to get the judge to sign off on these things. And the judge is gonna judge, especially in federal court where the judge just doesn't care about anyone else because uh, they are the master of their own universe. Assault with a deadly weapon. <laughs> oh, that's cute. I think everybody gets this one. No explanation needed. MPS Esquire says, do you wear glasses and a face mask due to COVID-19? If so, you may be entitled to condensation. <laughs> so true. So tr look, look, I I'm gonna laugh at dad jokes. I just am, sorry. Hey, this magic eight ball just keeps saying it depends. Oh, that's the special lawyer edition. <laughs> oh, I mean, you guys know this. It always depends. The law is complicated. Facts are complicated. You're gonna ask me a legal question and I'm gonna tell you it depends. So, ooh, that's a great merch idea. Would you guys buy that? A special legal eagle edition of a magic eight ball that just says it depends on, on every roll? Hmm. All right, and the next meme is, I wanted to be a lawyer, but I didn't have the stomach for it. <laughs> it's a shark. Look, you gotta be a shark sometimes when, especially when you're in litigation, not so much if you're a transactional lawyer, but even if you are a transactional lawyer, sometimes you have to have those kind of killer instincts to get the business deals done. But the litigators certainly need to have shark-like instincts or even more than shark-like instincts because uh, the sharks sometimes don't have the stomachs for it. Oh, and one last thing. I know right now you're probably fumbling with your phone trying to find the next podcast to listen to, but you can't because this is an ad, but it doesn't have to be that way. Instead, you can go to watchnebula.com slash legal legal radio you can get access to all of our original podcasts ad free plus exclusive originals and experimental shows from your favorite educational ish creators and best of all you're helping to support us make even more amazing content so before you go check out watchnebula.com slash legal eagle radio to support this channel and this podcast directly